G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 558 of the Transmove Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and like always, if you have a question for the show, it's nice and simple. All you have to do is come up with a training, racing and nutrition question and send that bad boy through to trainsmooth.com. And you know, you'll you just be just doing me a favour by coming up with these questions, as many as you like. But put yourself down for a few. Now, what's been going on in my little world? I mentioned in last podcast that um, my you know, obviously I'm not running at the moment because I've got an Achilles injuries and I by the look of it I'm not going to be running anytime soon. So I've set my sights on what I what I'm personally calling the hour record, <laughs> um, which is I call it that because it just irritates the living crap out of my son. Yeah, all, all it is is me trying to work, trying to produce an all-time best power output for an hour in the aerodynamic position on a velodrome. They're, they're the, the main things, and I, my head's been... Can't get it out of my head. Originally, it was... Um, oh, I'm going to break that. You know, I looked at my power, um, power curve, and I, I see it's my... Um, our best at the moment is 262 watts and that was done on a mountain so you know take it for what it is um, and that was in February March something like that and and I, and I was looking at it thinking oh yeah I'm going to break that in about a, you know in a week or two I'll, I'll have a crack at that and I was just going to do it you know on my trainer at home on Zwift and then I then I got thinking oh what happened if I actually you, you know trained for it and how would you destruct you know i'd have loud music and i would have the fan there then i thought what happened if i did it in a velodrome because i'd have to be aerodynamic i I would um you know you you the power is going to go down but you know you're going to be more aero so you're now looking at distances distance over the hour um versus that you want to break the hour you know break your own personal hour record of power output Anyway, so um, so it stems. So in I think in about eight nine weeks something like that, I'm gonna have a crack at it. I haven't. I've got a fixed date on my training log, but it's it's movable. I've got to ch- check a few things, but at least I've got a bit of a target. So all my training's going towards towards this. And originally I thought, well, how am I going to do it? Will I, do, you know, get a speed suit night? But I've decided I'm going to do it exactly how. Um, same setup and everything that I would doing a triathlon, an Ironman. So I'll have the same kit, same um, bike position, well, different position. I'm become a little bit more aerodynamic, and I'm just going to see how. You know, you would think, well, what's your FTP? My FTP is at 308 watts at the moment. You think, well, you should be able to hold that aerodynamic in the aero position. If it, uh, originally I thought I'll you know i could do that in sitting up in on the trainer at home that was what i thought i would be looking at trying to do um but you i don't think i'd be anywhere near that close to hitting my ftp um outdoors like on the not on the trainer and i'm not sitting up it'll be you know a full hour in the aero position so you're gonna lose power there but I'm I'm all excited for it. I'm I'm pumped. It's um, so my target at this stage is going to be around 280 watts, which I, I I feel like I can do that today, sitting up on the train or, or sitting up outside. I, I I could probably do that today, 
but aero that's going to be another thing so I'll, if i can bump it up a little bit higher i'll, I'll try but we'll see so I, that's that's the goal is to hold at least 280 watts for the hour now and that, and i think that what's that 91 percent of my ftp something like that which i would expect in eight weeks time all of that will should increase i would assume with with the way i'm structuring my training um but yeah it's, it's all exciting it's it, it's um you know so so the three main I'll, I'll quickly say this before i go into the question there's three main sessions that i'll be doing each week and the rest is going to be just mostly easy volume or knocking around with my son he's he's doing a fair bit of training at the moment um so it will um the first session you know the key what first key session is going to be threshold session um j- j- either just at or just hovering under threshold um uh, so, uh, the se- second key session is um under overs um <laughs> i was trying to do under overs at threshold um today and that just just killed the crap out of me you know you could you, you right you know you spend two minutes at 105 percent of ftp and then two minutes at 95 percent of ftp two minutes at 105 fp 105 percent of ftp two minutes at 95 percent and that just my legs just said what the hell are you think you're doing so um that, that i'm gonna play around with those numbers a little bit under uh, over unders will be the second key session the third seat key session will be um a lower cadence at um r- roughly around that goal um, goal power but it'll be lo- a lower cadence for long long periods of time a strength endurance session and then yeah the rest of it will be just more or less me just cruising around just spinning um but anyway so today's question comes from toby who i coach and super cool guy he writes uh, I'm swimming Lake Windermere in the UK next month which is 17 and a half kilometers of continuous swimming with your own with your own support kayak following you the entire way the only time I will stop to, to, is to run out of the water to hand my wrist wristband to the marshal at the halfway point you can stop for food but i won't be uh this is the first time swimming over 10 kilometers which i've done in the pool in january and will be my longest open water swim versus the 3.8 k swim i did in ironman last month at ironman frankfurt that uh, that i did in an hour and 10 and held something held a bit back uh, back. Um, so Toby has five questions um, number one what are your suggestions for nutrition while swimming in terms of drinking how much how often in electrolytes ver- drinks versus water uh, also strategies on continue on containing the liquid on the kayak uh, maybe three to four big bottles of liquid with the kayak refilling my sports bottle as it is needed. Question two, eating. What are your suggestions on eating? Gels, bananas, bars, etc. All 
all went down well during the Ironman, but realised swimming is different. Also, how should I practice eating during my training sessions? Question three: Salt tablets. A tablet, a, a tablet of two hundred mil, milligrams every thirty minutes, as I did during an Ironman. Question four. How to estimate my swim time of previous swim sessions? I'm thinking of around five and a half to six hours thoughts. What should my effort levels feel like? And last question, uh, what are your thoughts on wetsuit versus non-wetsuit? How much advantage will a wetsuit give me over that time? The water temperature is expected to be 15 to 20 degrees max. And that, sir, is bloody cold. All right, so there's a, a lot, a lot here. I remember um, I had a conversation. I looked seriously in doing um, the, the, in Western Australia, they got the Rottenest um, swim, which I think is about the exact same distance, 17 and a half, 18 Ks, thereabouts. And I remember talking to pro triathlete um, Guy Crawford, who lives over in WA, um, and he was talking to him about it all because I was, you know, trying to learn more about it all. And he he says it's a great event. He he's he described it as um, it's like doing an Ironman for swimming. And um, it's, it's it's a long bloody way when you think about it. But um, there, there's a there's a lot to lot to think about. Um, so we'll knock. So we'll go through these. So drinking, how much should you drink? Electrolytes. So you're going to generally you go. Oh, you get just drink the drink to thirst, but it's a little bit harder because you're in water um, to determine how much. So you're going to have to uh, probably going to have to be continuously sipping. Um, on on fluids and trying to get calories in continuously, um, just uh, just si sipping. So it's a it's be maybe um, I would be really considering um, looking at it like you're doing a marathon run, for instance, where you you run from aid station to aid station you know you generally te you know let's say you're running 5 minute k pace and there's an aid station every 2 kilometers well then that means for every every 10 minutes of running you're walking roughly around 20 to 30 steps you can look at it like that break down your swim this swim um you say I'm going to swim for 10 10 minutes straight I'm then going to half float for 30 seconds 20 seconds just to give your whole all your muscles, all your um, um, motor path, just everything, just give it a, that little bit of a reset, which is going to limit the, you know, you're going to lose a, a few seconds, you know, you're going to lose a little bit every every 10 minutes of swimming, but you're going to be continuously swimming the entire, you know, you know you should be able to get, get a lot, get towards the end a hell of a lot more comfortable than just, plowing you the way through it and all of a sudden towards the end your technique's so broken down um that you, you you might as well just tread water so i would be strongly considering doing that and during that 20 seconds of break i'd be having some um some some fluids and possibly every second stop so those fluids get some um calories in at the same time that that that's 
probably the game plan I I'd be looking at strongly doing uh, eating question two was eating what you you're swimming so um, I wouldn't be you're going to be under a different type of stress than what you were during an Ironman you, you know you're you're flat you, you, so I w- I'd be looking at getting um, liquid calories in but personally I, I would so I would consider um, you know have some gels um have um you know most probably get most of the calories in through gels um but i would also be very strongly considering having um a bottle of flat cola flat coke um just to get those real simple sugars in towards the back half of that that swim and maybe some some, get some caffeinate something caffeinated in throughout throughout the so let let's call it once every 40 you know once every hour one hour and a half you have a a caffeinated gel just 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 to help um but i would be looking at something like that and yeah to into in that back quarter maybe having a, a spare bottle uh, and you'd want flat cola you wouldn't want you know your kayak mate just to crack open a tinny of cola just to go there you go bud you, you'd want it flat and the best way to do that is if you know those shakers you you get um you practice this at home you know do this at home take it to the pool and practice all of this um you get you know those shakers where you you grab your protein um, those protein shaking things and you put your protein powder you shake the bugger out of it and you drink it scallop um, you put your coke into that but have the little spring in the middle or so you shake the little bit of crap out of it and only need to shake it for 20-30 seconds that bad boy is going to go flat hard and fast and so um, it's not going to be spraying everywhere when, it, when you're opening it or so and you're just not going to be swimming with all that gas and causing more more issues um, but something something like this, uh, your the bloods, you know, your stomach's going to be reduced of um, blood. So you you've got to give it that simple, you know, all the blood's going to be required elsewhere on on the body. So you're going to have to reduce um, the liquid calories would be the the only option I would consider, as long as you can stomach it in training, and then you'd have a good understanding that you can handle it. Salt tablets. Um, I you I wouldn't imagine you're going to be sweating uh, in in the water, so I don't think you're going to have a massive sodium loss. So I, you feel free to take salt tablets. To start taking salt tablets two three days out, adding extra salt in the meal if you like. But I I don't think I think it might be a bit of an overkill during during the race potentially. I think the the bigger bang for your buck is going to come with. Um, getting calories in, I'd be I'd be trying to keep, get their calories. If you can do it in in training, okay, I'd be trying to get at least one gram of carb per kilo of body weight. That's generally the rule of thumb. Um, aiming for at least sixty calories per hour. Um, I if it was an Ironman or something you know a triathlon where you're not going to be swimming I'd be saying well you know you can bump this up to over 100 grams of um, carbs per hour 110 you're going to have to train your your, your stomach to handle that 
you, um, even up to 120 grams of carbs is all good, but you have to, have to, have to, have to train the, the stomach to handle that. You just can't be turning up on race day to, and going, whooshka. Uh, how do I estimate my swim receipt? It, a lot of this is going to depend on the water condition, um, on your swim times. If, if it was all... Um, down you know currented assisted you know that that would be the ideal world but it's it depends on what what's the water conditions are going to be like um i would dare say it's going to be six to six and a half hours i my quick guess would be it's a long time to be swimming um hopefully i'm wrong and you and you nail it within that five and a half to six hours and not six to six and a half hours but i just the thing that enters my head is once you go over 10ks once you go into the 15ks there's a lot of unknown there so taking those rests those 20 30 seconds rest every 10 minutes of swimming i I really think that's going to be the key for a good strong finish um, and trying to st- and trying to keep your technique as good as as close to normal under extreme fatigue as possible is going to be just magic. Uh, what are your thoughts on wetsuit versus non-wetsuit? Well, it's fifteen to twenty degrees is cold, so wetsuit's going to be important. The you generally wetsuits are going to be much much faster in in water for your average unless you come from a swimming background and you're a very very good swimmer. Um, it's going to you're going to be much much better off to taking a wetsuit. Now the difference between a the difference between an entry level wetsuit, a cheap wetsuit, and a, a top of the range wetsuit, several minutes per kilometer. Um, so it's so depends on how much money you want to chuck at it. I would be do it, looking at it with a wetsuit, but it all comes down to fatigue resistance as well. You 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 know it's a one thing you know we condition our body to swim and handle a wetsuit, so to speak, with um, a three point eight k swim for an Ironman. But when we're talking that you're going to be in a wetsuit for five and a half to six and a half hours somewhere in that ballpark a wetsuit's going to be tight and restricted around the shoulders so i don't know what's a, what um your shoulder restriction is during your um wetsuit i, I guess you haven't got the stress of having a, a tri suit underneath so that that's one thing um because you can just have some budgie smugglers on underneath and and you'll be you know bob's your uncle but um but it depends on that shoulder resistance um, the restriction, I should say, for for your shoulders in, in that wetsuit. So if your um, shoulders getting fatigued quickly, maybe you might have to jump up a size in your wetsuit. If so, if you, if you're a medium, maybe seeing if you can borrow someone's wetsuit that's a size large, jumping into the pool to make sure that's okay, and you do one of your long swim sessions. Um, we've got a few 10k sessions coming up so just testing that that wetsuit's going to be fine will may may pay big time Um, I think that's all the questions there so it really does come down to um, you know we're getting the training in um, 
it, it just coming up with a good game plan and helping and getting your um, using the resources. It, you know, you got the guy in the kayak. Is there how much rooms in that kayak? Is is he able to carry bottles? I, I would carry extra food, real food as well, just in case. It's best to have stuff and not need it than need it and not have it. So I'd be you know harassing them for as much you know what else do you need do you need you know vaseline taking vaseline on board just in case you you know you get you're in a wetsuit for five and a half six and a half hours all of a sudden crap's getting chafed or more um you can get these oils too um like a spray lubricant that you spray all over your body put your wetsuit on and it just helps that little bit of movement so it's not so you move freer within the wetsuit um these little little things there um and it's summer over there i don't know if it's going to be too cloudy um but you know just putting getting maybe a little bit of sunscreen on the back of your neck whatever work out how much crap you can store within the within the kayak and coming up with um plan a plan b plan c plan d well you know when when crap really falls apart what are you going to do um, and how are you going to overcome that so it, it's 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 a fun and exciting project i like it if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com until next episode hooroo